Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Lucas Clark, the vice president of franchise development of Ninja Nation. And Ninja Nation is the leading provider of world-class obstacle course arenas and experiences across the country. Each Ninja Nation location offers a variety of obstacles designed to allow participants of all skill levels to get involved, and visitors can look forward to an ever-evolving courses and equipment. We're going to talk to Lucas about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. 
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Lucas Clark, the vice, Pres- vice president of Franchise Development of Ninja Nation. And Ninja Nation is a leading provider of world-class obstacle course arenas and experiences across the country. Hi, Lucas. How are you? Welcome to the show. Great, Marty. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're most welcome, Lucas. It's great to have you on the show. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Lucas? Yeah, so we're based in Denver, Colorado. Nice little sunny day we got going on here. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, same here in, in East. I'm in Eastern Pennsylvania, Lucas, so not that far from you guys. So that's another part yeah. of the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Again, it's great to have you on the show. And, you know, Ninja Nation, I thought, you know, we can kind of go back to the beginning because this is an interesting story on how this whole concept came about. Maybe we could talk a little bit about the history and on how the whole notion came about, Lucas. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we we really started off with this idea of being able to take something that's sports-based. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Of course, racing, the sport of ninjas is, is growing at a rapid pace, um, yeah. you know, similar to like rock climbing was 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and also melding it with, with family entertainment. So we wanted to do right. something where it was sports, where you could teach kids classes on you know, balance, speed, agility, grip strength, sort of like getting them mm-hmm. moving and having fun while, while moving, but then also right. couple that with day camps, birthday parties, yeah. in a really, like, amazing environment, like, a, a with with really cool lighting and music, and, and also in, in a space with obstacles that can move and change and, and, and be switched around. One of the things we noticed in the family entertainment space, trampoline parks and other sort of, like, be a fun play spaces, is that they're very static. They, they don't allow for creativity and for kids yes. to sort of come in and experience new things. So we want to have an ability to change and move that stuff around and and the sport of ninja and obstacle course racing kind of really allowed us the creative space to do that within our arenas um and and yeah. sort of that's where the notion came from we wanted to melt sport and entertainment into what we call sportainment or a sportainment concept right uh, which straddles you know multiple uh multiple planes and multiple business opportunities how has the show i guess i imagine american ninja warriors has, has been a big my, my father-in-law is obsessed with the show uh, Lucas and, and like some <laughs> of the show. So, I mean, how has I, I guess the show has probably had some impact, right, on on, on the business model? Absolutely. I mean, it, it has. Um, you know, it's also sort of fostered this you know sport that kind of has grown alongside the show as well. You know, obviously the show right. has sort of very big obstacles. It's mainly focused on adults and their stories, um, and we're really focused on kids and getting kids moving. So it it, it runs nicely in parallel. Uh, in terms of like giving us the platform of people to understand the brand, understand the sport, but there's also hundreds of sort of one-off or two-off ninja gyms across the entire country. Uh, and mm-hmm. this was one of the things that we sort of found out and, and, and saw an opportunity in in those smaller niche you know gyms is to build right. something that had a more national and and almost like global like presence from the get-go. And when we started ninja mm-hmm. in 2018 here here in Colorado, the idea was we wanted to start with something you know, uh, big, clean, safe, mm-hmm. um, something that could be easily re- replicated across the entire country um, right. and, and something that, you know, from a brand standpoint, you'd walk in, even when we had you know, three locations open, you'd walk in and you would get a feeling that this was a national brand and, and, and really something right. that um, could be replicated across the country. So, right. um, you know, melding those things together, that with the show as well as with um, just the growing sport, you know, there's National Ninja League, World Ninja Leagues, that are mm-hmm. growing across the across the country, across the world, and really kind of you know settling into that niche as well. 
And you, you grabbed to one of the, the, the successful contestants too, didn't you, Lucas? I was it Jeff Britton. Um, with, I guess he's part of the the whole system, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Jeff Britton, uh, our founder and CEO, Wayne Kavanaugh, brought Jeff Britton on board, um, you know, before we started the company, uh, and really wanted to grow the concept with his, with Jeff's vision as well of having a place where that's get dedicated to kids, um, that's dedicated to sort of their growth, but also has this like fun and, and entertainment component attached to it. And now mm-hmm. Jeff sort of oversees all of the design of the spaces. So, you know, when a franchisee signs on with us, you know, they get just sort of consulting, um, you know, mind and in terms of how to build out the space, how to, you know, make it uh, appealing for parents and, and safe, uh, but also how to make it like a wow factor, right? You walk into an engineering right. and you're really sort of blown away, blown away by like the, the size and scale of everything and how it all sort of fits together. And that's all Jeff. Jeff has, has sort of has this amazing design ability to lay out the space. He was a, he was after he was a contestant on the show and, and almost mm-hmm. won. He was also a cons- consultant for the show. And so gained a lot of knowledge in terms of, you know, how to b- put these things together and then has applied that to building out every engineation um, that we've done since and, and, and really kind of maximizing what we call the arena floor space and the experience that, that kids and, and, and adults and, and everybody has on the arena floor. That's great. And, and how about you? You know, when I, when I think, you know, because you have a very successful background too, a very impressive background, Lucas. I mean, what, what appealed to you, you know, when, you know, you got the offer for Ninja Nation? Yeah. So, so yeah, my background is in, is in multi-unit. Um, I was in restaurants and, and mm-hmm. grocery store chains before that. And, um, and also, I've been a, a lifelong athlete. So a couple yeah. of things sort of came together for me. One was the opportunity to to build a, multi, a new multi-unit concept that focused on kids and fitness. I also have three kids, and mm-hmm. I you know love the sort of fitness and health and wellness space. Right. Um, and combining those two things, you know, building a multi-unit brand that's focused on kids and getting kids moving and getting them excited about right. about movement and excited about like uh, moving their bodies and having fun. You know, we you know, have a massive sort of obesity epidemic in the United States, and a lot of that is mm-hmm. due to inability of movement for, for people. Right. And people, you know, right. would be surprised if they just spent 30 minutes a day walking or moving or things like that, how much it can improve their overall well-being. And that's especially true in kids. You know, kids sure. need to be in constant sort of movement and for their for their growth, both physically and mentally. And so for yeah. me personally, that was part of my personal mission um, when the Ninja Nation role um, came about, I was like, this is something where we can have a really huge impact on a lot of people. Um, and personally, like, I felt really connected to that and, and wanted to dive in and, and do that. So, um, yeah, it came at me from a couple of different ways, both personal, professional, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, for what I, what I like doing in my free time, which is a lot of um, you know, endurance events and, 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 you know, being active and, and right. being healthy in the space. Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, what also caught my attention, too, Lucas, was there's <clears> – <throat> so it sounds like there's a couple of different models. I guess, you know, you have, the, of course, your brick-and-mortar component. But then there's also – it sounds like there's, like, a, a mobile component as well. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, that was something that we just – we recently uh, rolled out as its own franchise model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nation Mobile and the mobile experience is something we've been doing since day one. We actually started it off as a, as a marketing tactic uh, where we had right. some extra trussing and some, some extra courses to put out in front of our brick-and-mortar location to sort of drive traffic before we, before we open. And then right. we started getting requests to, to, to rent it out as, a, as an event rentals business, essentially going right. to different places and having people pay for us to, to set up. 
and that really kind of snowballed over the last number of years. And we were like, you know what? If, you know, our our investment level for brick and mortar is is a, is a higher investment level in the franchise space, uh, and we right. want we were looking for something that that could be a um, a medium, you know, lower and medium size investment level, and said, you know, let's let's spin off Ninja Nation Mobile and have it be its mm-hmm. own thing. And it is a di- it is a different business model. It's it's more of an event rentals business where you're selling to event planners, you're selling to schools, you're selling to you know anybody that's looking to have a, an event where they want to bring lots of friends or sorry, lots of family and um, right. kids and things like that. So so yeah, so we we sort of spun that off, and, and now we're offering the franchise uh, model for Ninja Nation Mobile, which is um, you know a $250,000 all-in investment and has mm-hmm. you know, some amazing profitability attached to it with some really, really good and strong revenue numbers uh, that we ran um, last year as it's a standalone business in, in, in Denver. And right. so it's really just kind of taken off, and we've seen a, a huge interest. We, we've yet to award any deals, but we've seen a huge interest in, in outreach, uh, and we're you know confident that in, within the next couple of months, we're going to land three or four deals for, for territories um, across the country. So it's a, it's a cool offering, and, and once again, mm-hmm. a great experience, a great spectacle, Sort of encapsulating sport and entertainment. It's it's you've got this great presence to it. It's a very big course. When it shows up at an event or a party or a or a, a school event, um, it really wows the crowd and and right. brings like a something that nobody's ever seen before. It's not an inflatable. It's not a you know something that's small and ground right. obstacle based. It's got this really cool presence to it. You mentioned to it. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's it's fun, Lucas. But I, and I think I caught somewhere in an interview with you in the past, you know, you, you talked about something about like something like falling forward. I, I, I think that was you, you know, and I, I thought yeah, that was very clever. Yeah. So there, there, there's another, there's another benefit behind this too, is, is like it, it's building confidence too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Confidence, perseverance, determination, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, one of the key components for, for kids sort of um, overcoming obstacles, which is something that we, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time is that sort of right. like idea of failing, failing forward. And, and when you fall down, it's really just about getting up and be like, okay, I, I, sure. I just learned something from that from that time that I fell down, and I'm now, now I'm going to try it this way and this way, and you know, making those little tweaks, and that in in your brain that sort of helps those synapses fire in a different way, mm-hmm. where, where you start to like you start to become that like your body is the problem solver, and you're, right. you're working through whatever comes at you, and I think that that's a really important lesson not only for kids but also for adults it's like you can sure. you can do things that you that you didn't think were possible if, you know with right. enough repetition and enough like attempts at you know tweaking the model uh, but you have to get up there and be willing to try and i think that that's one of those great things about obstacle course racing the sport of ninja and what what we do on a day in day out basis whether it's obvious or not for the parents and kids it's something that is, is innate in, in just that failing forward. If you fall down, right. you're like, okay, I'm going to make a tweak. I'm going to get back up. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a great thing to see happen in, in real life, but it's also sort of like, you know, in a longer-term sense, it's really helping kids as well as the adult participants that we have right. kind of, you know, progress and, and get better as, 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 as humans and grow, you know. So, so there. I, I imagine, like you know, if I was at one of these things, I would, <clears throat> I'd want to get involved too, Lucas. You know, so I mean, do you find that the adults get involved too, or I imagine, you know, kids, of course, are your main target audience, right? But I imagine, is there like an adult market there as well? Yeah, I would say, you know, if we break it up into the the mobile and into the in arena, you know, at the mobile, we actually do have a lot of adult participants that sort of right. jump in. We do you know, adult yeah. activities and specific events for adults. 
Um, sure. So they definitely, like, you know, take a crack at the course from a mobile standpoint. In the arena, yes, we've got a lot of kids. Uh, we also mm-hmm. see a lot of kids sort of bringing their, bringing their parents out on the floor and, and challenging right. their parents to certain things. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, parents right. are, are, are great with that. With that, they, they get out there on the floor and they try something. And they're like, okay, I, I think I could do this. And they, you know, you can see their sort of comfortability level, you know, with their kids out there and, and trying different things. I do think there's an adult right. market for it. You know, like I said, we're, we are yeah. you know, 95% kids. Um, but we do have, you know, adult classes a couple times a week where, you know, mm-hmm. adults come together where it's, it's sort of right. after the kid hours and, and they're able to find community and camaraderie and, and, and that kind of thing. There are also a lot right. of adults that do Spartan races and do Tough Mudders and things, and they don't mm-hmm. have a place to test out and train for some of the right. obstacles that they'll encounter within those events. So we often see some adults coming in and, and you know, I call it cramming for the test. They'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I have a Tough Mudder in four weeks. And I'm going to come to Ninja Nation, you know, twice right. a week for the next four weeks to kind of get used to like going through these obstacle courses. Right. <laughs> and, um, that's great. And so we see some of that popping up as well. So that's been uh, been pretty cool to see. But yeah, adults get out there; they they mix it up and, and have some fun for sure. That's wonderful. How is um <clears throat> how does technology play play a role in the business model, Lucas? Yeah, I mean, technology is, I mean, kind of an ever-present for us. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, our waiver system is, is all online. People can just fill out waivers on their phone, whether it's right. at mobile or at, uh, at uh, events or events in the arena. Um, we do, you know, we do bounce-back surveys uh, from, mm-hmm. a, from a mobile standpoint. People get a you know, text message or an email follow-up after they visited, you know, asking them about their visit, and we track a, a net promoter score based on that from, from yeah. guests. And that's something right. that goes into our sort of KPIs and, and tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of our check, all of our check-in stuff is, is all online and, and app-based through through MindBody. Uh, same thing with with you know booking a birthday party. You know, if you want to book a birthday party for your for your kids, you, know, you can do that all you know from your phone and, and all all remotely. Um, you know, we yeah we you know even like payroll systems and everything is really like technology and, and app. Uh, app heavy as well, which is which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, we also communicate internally with with our teams in terms of scheduling um, and 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 training. We do all that uh, within a Ninja Nation University platform, and and we really are able to sort of help push out messaging and push out um, new new components through through technology. So it's really, I mean, we are you know, extremely tech reliant uh, at at the business and really helping it kind of smooth over the operations um, and, and make it as seamless as possible. That way, really, our team can focus on the experience when they're in person, too. So you're not mm-hmm. having to deal with a bunch of, you know, paperwork or anything like that. Right. It's really just right. Like come in, right. check in, and then have fun. And and uh, that's that's a huge thing for us. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, I'm thinking about the industry. I mean, you mentioned, like, you know, birthday parties, kids. I mean, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, you're, you're, you're part of a pretty big industry, but it seems also that, that the industry continues to grow, doesn't it, Lucas? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the last time I was, I was researching it, you know, late last year, family entertainment, sports concepts, is $20 billion industry yeah, and you're right, growing at, yeah, a, at a rapid rate. Right. You know, I just think that even – Myself, since seeing like kids and sports and things like that, what's progressed over the last call it, 10, 15 years has mm-hmm. really right. you know, ratcheted ratcheted up in terms of quality of, of programming. Whether it's you know soccer or 
football or lacrosse or gymnastics, mm-hmm. you know, but, but just sort of the ratcheting up of the programming and sort of the, the professionalism of, of a lot of these organizations is, has been growing. And I think that that's just a, a nod to the marketplace really kind of growing as a whole. Uh, and we've, right. you know, we've seen that in the last five years that we've been in business, um, just the, the growth in kids, sports mm-hmm. and kids events uh, across the board um, has really kind of yeah. helped our growth as well. Yeah, I agree. What's been what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Ninja Nation, Lucas? I'm sure, you know, you have hundreds of stories, but does anything stand out in in your time with with, with the organization? Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, a lot of the stories and impact on on kids on kids growth, and you know, kids mm-hmm. who come in, you know, on a regular basis, whether that's once a month or or, or twice a week. And just seeing, you know, now we've been open for, for five years, you know, seeing some of these changes in these kids and getting the parents, getting stories from the parents on, you know, kids who you know, maybe had some behavioral issues or, right. you know, were, were kind of sort of in a negative headspace and really kind of growing through that. And then seeing some of these kids who maybe when they started or were eight years old and now they're 13 and, right. you know, they're still doing, still doing stuff within the sport of ninja, but they've also moved, moved into doing things in, you know, track and field or softball mm-hmm. or other, other, right. other sports and right. hearing their parents sort of talk about how formative their experience at Ninja Nation was in terms of their growth, not only as a, as an athlete or as a, mm-hmm. as a person inter- interested in sports, but also just their growth in school and growth in, in other areas as well. And I think that that's, from an impact standpoint, like that's what we're really going for is, is having yeah. that impact with, with kids and, and sort of packaging um, that health and wellness and body movement in, in, into, uh, into a fun entertainment space. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe we can talk a little bit about franchising, Lucas. And what types of characteristics, you know, because you meet with a lot of prospective franchisees, what's important to you or what kind of characteristics or traits do you look for when you're meeting with a prospective entrepreneur or franchisee? Yeah, um, you know, I think that um, I think we look for folks who are one one are self starters for sure. People who mm-hmm. like really like you know have in their past like really kind of built themselves up um, professionally and, and kind of getting after it. Um, the, the We look for people who are interested in, in being in the space of, of youth, sports, youth enrichment. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for us too is like, yeah. you know, people who get the message and the methodology of like seeing growth right. in, in kids and, and, and having that be an important factor in their life, you know, you know, signing on as a franchisee is a 10 year commitment and, and it's a big sort of lift in terms of getting your space open or your business rolled out. Um, and, and we want to kind of, you know, make sure that uh, we're aligned culturally with those folks as well. Right. Um, you know, we look, we look for people, we look for people who, um, who also like, think in a multi-unit, uh, you know, mindset, uh, where they sort of come out of the gates and they're like, oh, I could totally see, you know, doing two or three or four of these in, in a given territory. Um, you know, I like that sort of that hunger and that, that mm-hmm. sort of mindset, um, to, right. and, and be, being able to take co- concepts and kind of grow. So I'd say those are kind of the three main components mm-hmm. that, that we look for. Yeah, I think, I think that that's important. And how, so how would the training work then, Lucas? I mean, would they typically, you know, if you like them, they like you, I mean, and they want to come on board as a franchisee, would they typically come out to headquarters for training? How, do, how does that all work? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, after you know, after signing a franchise agreement, we kind of worked through um, you know location and real estate, you know, on the on the brick and mortar side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, we we do a, a very extensive you know, deep dive training, which is about eighty percent hands on, twenty percent classroom, um, for about a week and a half out here in mm-hmm. Denver. Uh, we have a, our second facility that we opened, we actually built in a, a little training center in the back uh, conference room area. We call it Hero Room, and we mm-hmm. you know, do some do some training there, but then we also do a lot of training out on the floor and a lot of training um, at the front desk and, and really right. kind of focusing on that guest experience. You know, you can, t- yeah. you can teach a lot of the um, sort of mechanics of, of, all, of all the business, but, you mm-hmm. know, really it's out there about that getting out there and engaging the guests. Um, and we do that with the franchise owner, as well as their arena manager that they've hired and their and their coach, um, and we wanted we do it as a sort of a team activity because training and being together is a, is a pivotal team building activity for that franchise owner and their their management team. And so we want to make that as as you know, fun and enjoyable as possible, and, and really kind of build that camaraderie. What's a typical day like for a Ninja Nation franchisee? I'm sure every day is a little bit different, but there's also some similarities for each day as well, Lucas. How, how would you describe a, a typical day? I guess Mondays are probably different from Saturdays, aren't they? Yeah, no, for sure. I would say, um, you know, for the franchise owner, um, you know, that, that person is really focused on, you know, driving team morale and team culture, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the arena manager, and the arena manager is the one sort of managing the day-to-day. But, you know, let's call it, let's talk about this sort of business in a day-to-day standpoint. You know, during right. the school year, an engineering arena will, you know, we open usually at around 3 o'clock if we're doing mm-hmm. homeschool classes for homeschool kids um, at, at, right. at the arena. And then, you know, for when kids get out of school, we have classes that start at 4 o'clock, and we, we're open all the way till 7 during the, uh, during the school year, 4 to 7, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we do – sometimes we do some events on Friday evenings. Uh, a little bit later, we'll do parents' night out, or we'll do a Nerf battle, um, you know, special events, um, you know, once a, a couple times a month. Uh, and then we kind of roll into Saturdays and Sundays, which is, you know, really heavy birthday parties uh, starting around 10 o'clock. Uh, we've got classes before that, like, you know, some of our traditional you know, development classes before that. But then really it's birthday parties and open gym for, you know, all of Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we also have some time slots reserved um, from 6 to 8 if people want to do what they call an own the arena birthday party where, you know, it's we're closed to the public, but from 6 mm-hmm. to 8, if you want to have want to have your private party of engineering, you can do that and just kind of take over the place. So we yeah. have some private wow. event time space uh, for that as well. And then, yeah, Sunday, um, birthday parties and, and classes in the morning and then sort of open those extended hours as well. So, And then that kind of switches during the summertime when kids are out of school. We actually do mm-hmm. these amazing day, drop-off day camps Monday through Friday. Yeah. So, you know, parents can you know, drop kids off and then head to work. And, and we have amazing activities. It's not just all, like, physical stuff all day because that would really wear kids out, but we do right. arts and crafts. We do... We do um, Nerf battles. We do, you know, classes. We do open gym time. We do, you know, fun games and playtime. So, you know, the camps are a really big hit uh, over the summer, during spring break, during winter break, things like that. So, um, it's it's a it's an environment of fun and and mm-hmm. really the you know the, the franchise owner can be in there as, as much as they'd like, but really it's the manager that's kind of managing that day to day operations, which is which is a great great model for us. It's like you said, it's it's a fun franchise, isn't it, Lucas? You know, I mean, there's all these different types of franchise opportunities out there, and this is, a, you know, a fun franchise to be able to put a smile on kids' faces. It, it, it's a great experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, we always say we're in the business of, of having fun, and yeah. when you walk into a destination, right. it's like high energy, 
you know, there's like kids like, you know, screaming and having fun and screaming <laughs> joy and, you know, yeah. people running around and parents like, parents laughing and watching the kids and taking videos right. and, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, a, it's got this sort of like great energy and great vibe to it I oh, think, yeah. in, the, in the arena space. That's wonderful. So I have to ask you, Lucas, because, you know, you are a successful entrepreneur and you have a lot of experience. And when I have someone on the show like yourself, you know, I like to ask the question, you know, there's so many different franchise opportunities out there. So, I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise, considering, you know, that there's like three, they say something like there's like 3,000, 3,500 different franchise systems in the United States. So it's a little bit confusing in the beginning. So from everything you've learned up to this point, what, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say, you know, do your research and and really Mm -hmm. sort of find out like what really like excites you about the business. Um, Right. You know, I, and, and follow that ignited passion. I would say that that's, that's really the, the key is that when you find something that you really are excited about, you know, trust your gut on it. You know that it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a process to, to mm-hmm. get a business open and to, right. to launch a business. Right. But the, the passion and the purpose behind that will sort of like, you know, will, will smooth over you know, any sort of bumps in the road. And you, you, right. you need to be able to have that fire and, and keep that fire lit for whatever uh, excites you, whether that's, you know, painting or garages mm-hmm. or, right. or pets or, or sure. fitness, you know, maybe, maybe boutique fitness or, you know, something having to do with kids and, and youth enrichment. Um, I think that, though, it's, it's really kind of, you know, what gets you excited and what gets you we get your brain sort of turning and thinking about it. I mean, when we talk to some of our franchisees that we've awarded franchises to, you know, they're like, they're so excited that they are thinking about the business, you know, all the time. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to do this. And I want to do this. Right. And I want to make this tweak and this update. And like, that's like the, and they're excited to get in there and talk to the guests and they're excited to, to continue to, to work on the business. Um, and I say that that's, that's such a great thing to see, and, and sure. for anybody right. out there looking looking to build a business, you know, ignite that passion, find right. that purpose, and and launch yourself towards uh, towards that. Yeah, I I think that's that's great advice, Lucas. So, if you could look into a crystal ball, you know, it sounds like it's a really exciting time for for Ninja Nation. Um, I mean, what are the plans for the future, Lucas? I mean, if if the crystal ball was like one year, three years, or five years down the road, you know, where do you see the organization? Yeah, I mean, I think that from a one-year standpoint, you know, we're really working on building out the the units we've awarded thus far. So we've got 16 awarded units that we're working on building out. Um, you know, we're shooting for four to five to open this year, and then kind mm-hmm. of wow. you know, those rest will sort of come in succession after that. Um, and then continue to find, I'd say, for the three-year goal, like continue to find you know franchise partners and, and franchisees that we want to grow with in that multi-unit space, both in mobile and in and in the arena, you know, we don't, right. I, I don't really look at it in terms of numbers. I mean, we have some sort of mm-hmm. nice goals in terms of like, you know, trying to, trying to build, you know, a, a certain number a year and, and right. get a certain number right. a year open. But right. really it's, it's, it's putting those people in the right places from a franchisee standpoint and yeah. then building on top of that. Um, I do think that in five years, you know, I would love to be able to go international in five years. So build an, an, yeah. an amazing base here in the United States over the next three to five years and then five right. years really kind of looking at launching um, into into international uh, space, which I think 
really, we've been getting a lot of interest already in that, and, and I'm excited to do that, but I also know that we want to make sure we have a, a great solid base here and, and know right. all the ins and outs and, and have seen a lot of, of interaction with franchisees and development before we kind of go international. So I'd say that that's, that's kind of what, what we're looking for for, for right. future planning. I think that's great. What's the best way, Lucas, for our listeners to get more information on Ninja Nation? Of course, as the franchise opportunity, but even even the service itself, are there any websites you can kind of direct them to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, NinjaNation.com is our is our sort of overarching website. You can find mm-hmm. locations, you can find information about mobile, and then NinjaNationFranchise.com for all franchising information. And, and if you're interested in, in learning more about the franchise, uh, you can fill out the information there, and you'll get a get a call from me. So <laughs> I would love to talk to you. That's about great. It. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Lucas. And I'd already like to invite you back over the next year or two as you, as you continue to grow, because I think this is a, a fun, wonderful, and exciting. Uh, opportunity for franchisees well thank you Marty I really appreciate it and thank you for having me on and I would, I would love to come back and, and talk some more about Nation with you thanks so much Lucas this has been my pleasure we'll be right back with more franchise interviews coming up in our next segment we're going to be playing a clip from our great quotes and franchising podcast right here on franchise interviews franchises Are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast, you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com, and Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, a franchisee, and a franchisor. And Chris said something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising. And he explains why. Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's it's interesting, isn't it? Them. I mean, that's, that's a big number, too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that you know, most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. I absolutely, it, it never ceases to astound me, but I think that speaks to the, to the, uh, the value of franchising as a, as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the, the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been you know, systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising it's said that 
you have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system, right. you follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic. We have this, this great quote in franchising. I, I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I, I think that's very original, and it's, it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them, they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris, and we find that, you know, most of them just simply, they, they don't even know where to begin, like you were saying. What advice would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to people looking at franchise, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, make sure you're looking for business for the right reason. Now, a lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, well, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury of selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are – able to be franchisees, uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to, to follow the systems, procedures, and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner. And then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest to you and then kind of pin down from there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or, or a team member or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to, to success in, in, in owning their own business. That's well said. What's what's in the future then for Franchise Teacher, Chris? I mean, where do you see the company three to five years down the road? Well, Marty, we've been uh, extremely fortunate and blessed that the the business has has has, has been around, you know, through Century Franchise Group for many years. And our new franchise teacher uh, dot com has, has taken off. We're representing right now, uh, you know, seven uh, plus brands. I think in five years, our our focus will really be even more fine tuned. As the as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information, breaking down to teach, coach, consult, and advise, I think will be um, will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, people again don't know what they don't know, but right. I think the information overload. Uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say, I, this is too much for me to process. Mm, but if we can break it down true. into bite-sized pieces, I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice and the information they want when they want it, I think is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue. Then our next business venture, which launches at the end of this year, uh, will, is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place. So it's, it's, we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, a future. And franchising is going nowhere but growing, you know, as you right. said about a long time, too, the number of franchise opportunities. And the world's getting to be a smaller place. I think you're going to find a yeah. lot of opportunities coming in and going out of, of different marketplaces and different countries uh, accessible to more people. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? Obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well, actually, I, I, we appreciate uh, you know, www.FranchiseTeacher.com. Okay. My, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the free one-hour consultation. Fill out the form oh, and take great. advantage of it. 
That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for I, you know finally coming on the show. You know, it, it, I've been following your career for a long time now. You know, and I have just been very impressed with with, with everything that you've done. You know, so when I, when I saw this, I, I mentioned to you we don't typically. Um, call people to come on the show, you know, but, but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today. Marty Ditto, and again, congratulations on your um, uh, PhD, Doctor. I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get oh, through that's the information. I really appreciate that you read it, too, because that, that, that's an honor coming from you. So that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again, Chris. Thank we'll you. We'll be right back with more. Franchise Interview. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.